Welcome to the MCW Office of Faculty Affairs podcast. Hello, my name is Christina Rungi, and I'm Associate Provost for MCW's Office of Faculty Affairs. The OFA team created this podcast to provide information on topics that support your careers and help you flourish as a faculty member at MCW. In today's episode, we're talking about the important topic of clinician burnout and the American Medical Association's Joy in Medicine Framework with Dr. Jesse Ehrenfeld, President-Elect for the American Medical Association, Senior Associate Dean, Director for Advancing a Healthier Wisconsin, and Professor of Anesthesiology at MCW. Welcome, Dr. Ehrenfeld, and thanks for joining us today. Uh, Chris, thanks for having me. Really appreciate the opportunity to chat with you. Fantastic. And first, I want to congratulate you on your recent election as president for the AMA in 2023. It's exciting and and humbling at the same time. Fantastic. Well, we're so delighted to have you with us today. And and also, I do want to add that we're excited to announce that MCW and our partners, Freighter Health and Children's Wisconsin, have been awarded the bronze level recognition for the AMA Joy in Medicine program. So really excited to have you here today to talk a little bit about that as well. So why don't we start? I want to get your your thoughts on what do you see as the most important elements of reducing burnout? So is there anything of particular urgency right now? Well, thanks. So since 2012, the AMA has really led the national conversation on solving the physician burnout crisis and advocated for both new thinking and new solutions that acknowledge that physicians need support. We need system level reforms and burden reduction. And, you know, over the last two years, the COVID-19 pandemic really exacerbated so many of the drivers of physician burnout. You know, research has told us that due to COVID-related stress, one in five physicians intend to leave their practices in the next two years. So the AMA believes that our solutions have to go beyond administrative simplification to figure out how do we establish support systems that can enable our physicians and our medical students to address their mental health needs without fearing a negative impact on their careers. And so alleviating burnout has been a, a cornerstone of the AMA strategic work for more than a decade. We, we've been advocating for necessary legislative changes at, at the state and federal level um, by really trying to work at the system level, which is where we have to center our activities to get rid of these common barriers that interfere with patient care and often lead to, to burnout and dissatisfaction. Oh, that's that's fantastic. And honestly, I can I have to say that um, it's it really shows because the American Medical Association Joy in Medicine program is honestly, it's it's one of the best things to come to organizations that are really trying to solve this problem and and make this a great place for for our physicians to be and to practice medicine. And so um it's just so beautifully laid out. And, and and so would you be able to tell us a little bit about the AMA Joy in Medicine program? Absolutely. So, so the Joy in Medicine Health System Recognition Program is, is really designed to spark and, and to guide organizations like ours that are, or that are interested, that are committed, um, or maybe already engaged in improving physician satisfaction and reducing burnout. And the AMA has recognized more than 75 hospitals and health systems through the program. Um, and it's designed to provide a roadmap for health system leadership who are interested in implementing programs as well as policies that can actively support well-being. Um, it's also designed to really unite the healthcare community to build a culture that's committed to increasing joy in medicine for the profession nationwide. And we're seeing some of that start to happen and build awareness of, of what are the solutions that promote joy in medicine 
and spur investment within health systems to reduce physician burnout. And, and recognition uh, through the program, it's, it's based on organizational achievement uh, and effort in six areas. Um, it's all done through a self-assessment evaluation where, where um, systems provide the supporting documentation. Um, there's an assessment component um, that uh, is there a demonstrated organizational commitment to monitoring physician burnout using an assessment tool. Uh, there's a commitment component um, is there an organizational investment in establishing a well-being committee or well-being office? Um, there's an efficiency of practice environment issue. Um, is there, you know, uh, work spent uh, measuring how much time people are doing um, pajama times with Epic in the EHR after work hours? Um, there's a leadership component. Do we promote leadership development? There's a teamwork component around measuring teamwork metrics. Um, and then finally, um, a peer support network component. Are there peer support programs established? And so um, it's been a really popular program. It's been a really exciting way to bring this community um, of like-minded individuals who recognize the, the system problem together uh, to start to uh, address what's happening. And I'll, and I'll tell you, the burnout rate amongst physicians, it just, it spiked dramatically during the first two years of COVID. There, there was um, a, a study published in, in Mayo uh, Clinic Proceedings um, that found that that 62.8% of physicians surveyed in 2021 reported symptoms of burnout. That is staggering. More than half of U.S. physicians um, exhibiting signs and symptoms of burnout, and that that that's that's double what that rate was in in 2020, where it was you know in the 30%. So you know, while hopefully the worst days of COVID-19 are behind us, there there's just an urgent need to attend to physicians who put everything into our nation's response, everything into dealing with COVID-19, too often, frankly, at the expense of their own well-being. And so, you know, that research finding and others demand urgent action, uh, which focus on how do we support physicians? How do we remove obstacles? How do we bring back the joy in medicine, which is really what this recognition program is all about? Wow. I, thank you so much. And I, I, you know, I'm working in this space for so many years it, through faculty affairs. I've known that like there's so many drivers and it's multifaceted, but honestly, I think the Joy in Medicine program really gets at all of those, um, those key drivers of distress and burnout, as you said, and their metrics, ways to measure it, make sure we're doing, doing the right work in the right way and, and giving people you know, the support they actually need. And so th I just think it's really a fantastic program. So, and and I think, here's what I'd like to ask you too. So, um, so you personally, because you're a physician too. So you've been practicing, you've been doing this through through COVID and everything else. What, what are your own personal stories about how you, you manage your, your um, situation each day? Um, any kind of creeping burnout? How do, how do you manage that and establish really your own joy in medicine? Well, you know, I, I think it's really essential to um, center our solutions on dealing with the systems that are leading to the frustration and the burnout. And um, in, a, in a previous life, when I was working at a, at a different institution, I, find my, I found myself at the end of the day spending an inordinate amount of time trying to figure out what I was doing clinically in the operating room the next day. Um, and let me just describe the system that we had built. Um, I had to look in one online system to find out um, where I was scheduled to work. I then had to look in a different system to find um, where 
my patient's clinical information was located. There was a third system where the anesthesia-specific information listed, and I'm an anesthesiologist, so that information was really important. And then there was a fourth system. Um, if I wanted to understand um, which resonance I was going to be staffing and supervising and working with teaching, uh, where that information lived. And then our clinical protocols lived in a different system. So there are five different systems that for every patient, and you know, sometimes uh, in the OR I saw four patients, sometimes in the OR I'd see 20 patients. I'd have to go into all of these different systems each time for each patient to collate this information, um, which was just mind-numbing, frustrating, and a huge waste of time. I am a systems thinker. I'm an informaticist. I said there have to be technical solutions to making this better. Um, and so after some deep work, it was a big lift. We were actually able to create a solution. Um, and mm -hmm. so at 5.15 every day, an email went out to every member of the faculty who was working clinically the next day that had all that information pulled from all those systems served up automatically. And then it was a single click through to get into any of those individual systems if there was more information that you needed to see. Saved hours and hours and hours of time and energy. And so when there's a problem, it's, it's easy to create the workaround, to create the quick fix, but to, 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 to roll up your sleeves, really think about what's driving the frustration, what's driving the burnout, and what is a sustainable system-based solution um, is where we can really have that impact. Um, and certainly I recognize that in, in a lot of places and have had that experience uh, in several of the places that I've worked. That's amazing. I mean, so this is a podcast, so you can't see that my mouth is hanging open with the story <laughs> that you were telling me. And it went further and further for each system that you listed. It was like, oh, what? And by the way, yeah. my favorite yeah. feature of that system was mm -hmm. if you clicked on the name of the resident you worked with, it mm -hmm. gave you a single screenshot um, that was updated in real time, pulled from the EHR of their training portfolio. So you could see um, what year they were how many overnight calls they took, how many central lines they had placed, um, how many times they had taken care of a patient less than six months, you know, just a, a quick snapshot of their clinical experience. So if maybe I didn't know the resident all that well, because there are a lot of them and there's only one of me, um, I had a quick understanding of where they were in their training so that I could customize my plan for the next day. Wow. And that is amazing. So that's a wonderful story too, about getting to a solution, right? And, and like you said, I mean, no one goes into medicine to spend hours and hours and hours in different systems, right? No one, no one does that. <laughs> That's not why you go in and that does not bring joy. So I, but, but to your point, I do love that idea. It's like, yes, it's, it's a, it's, it can be a heavy lift, but we can do this. And again, I think that's what this joy in medicine program can help do for us. Um, and also, so speaking of, of, of movements, I think of this as a movement. And, and so that brings me to talk about advocacy for this to really address physician burnout very broadly. So can you talk about some of the, the state and federal policy opportunities that are, that are current or in the future that, that can really help address this just, just very broadly? Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's a lot happening in the sort of policy space that, that we need to move on to support these efforts. So following a lot of work and a lot of AMA advocacy, President Biden last March signed into law that Dr. Lorna Breen Protection Act. Um, that important piece of legislation is establishing grants uh, to train health profession students broadly, residents, um, as well as physicians, nurses, and other healthcare professionals in these evidence-informed strategies 
suicide, reduce and prevent burnout, um, address mental health conditions, substance use disorders. Um, and uh, that's going to be a really, really important framework to start to establish a national evidence-based education and awareness program that can target the unique needs of healthcare professionals. But we also um, need legislative solutions to direct more funding and resources to support the foundational behavioral health needs of physicians. There also is an issue that we haven't solved here locally or in Wisconsin uh, around stigmatizing language. And so there still exists outdated stigmatizing language on medical licensing applications, um, as well as employment and credentialing forms um, that um, prevent people from getting the care that they need uh, because they're afraid that they'll then have to disclose that and it will impact their licensure or ability to be employed. And so in partnership um, with that Lorna Breen um, Heroes Foundation and a number of um, state medical societies, the AMA has been trying to get these questions removed, questions that ask about past diagnosis mm -hmm. and replace them with questions that only ask about current impairment. And there, there have been some movements, Minnesota, Ohio, other states, um, their state medical Medical boards um, have actually changed their applications. Um, there have been some legislative victories at the state level, um, Virginia, Arizona, South Dakota, India, Delaware, um, all in the last few years have created new confidential physician wellness programs so that if a physician needs coaching, they need counseling, there's a place that they can get services to address burnout, stress uh, in a confidential place. And so uh, there's a lot of work to, to do. Um, there's a lot of work that has been shown to be successful. And I'm so delighted the MCW is so engaged in this space. It is critically important for the wellness of our faculty, um, of all of our colleagues, and the, the Joint Medicine Recognition Program is certainly a great feather in our cap, and I know it's gonna lead to more improvements in the future. Wonderful. Oh, Dr. Ehrenfeld, thank you so much. It's really been a pleasure having you with us today, and thank you for sharing your knowledge and your passion for, for well-being. Really, truly appreciate it. Thanks for having me. The OFA pod is produced by the MCW Office of Faculty Affairs. For more information, please search for Faculty Affairs on InfoScope. If you have questions from today's podcast or any topic, please contact us at facultyaffairs at mcw.edu. Thank you for listening. <laughs>